Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello everybody, welcome along to the Rangers Rabble Podcast. This is your Monday night phone-in. Um, we've had quite a lot of technical issues, hopefully now they are sorted, um, although it seems to not be sorted with Kieran, but we'll, we'll just leave that where it is because I'm too stressed to try and deal with anything else tonight. Um, yes, hello, welcome. <clears throat> I hope you're all well. The phone lines will be open shortly for you to get your calls in. First, let me introduce my co-hosts tonight, the ever-present Scott Kerr. Kerr, how are you? Hi, all right, man. Back for losing power in my garage. I'm pretty good at that. So if anybody knows any electricians, send them my way. Well, there you go. Um, I'll, I'll just put your phone number up on the screen in a wee second and we'll get that. <laughs> so you we'll just, tell, okay. just tell me to take care of Robert. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that sorted. Uh, James, my friend, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good to be back in the pod after a wee break. It's always good to get a wee break, isn't it, away from all these idiots, isn't it? It's... No, I'm not calling my dates, mate. They're all bad. It helps, it helps the soul, doesn't it? It absolutely helps the soul. And uh, making his first appearance and for some reason completely changed his screen um, for reasons only known to Kieran. Kieran, how are you? And now we can't hear him. <laughs> I see. As you can see, the, the, the technical issues are flying tonight on the rabble. Kieran, can we hear you now? No, we can't hear you. So you're ready to go away and fix your audio issues while I just cry into my horns. Um, it's been one of those nights, folks. It's been one of those nights. Well, listen, we need your help tonight. We need your phone calls. We need your input. Um, get your calls in now, 0141 Three seven Robert is waiting at the other end of that phone line to put you through to ourselves, um, and, and we seriously, seriously need um, your input because you're probably fed up listening to what we have got to say. Kieran, are you with us now? I hope so. <laughs> there we go. He's with us now. How are you doing, Kieran? All right. I bet I know. <laughs> I think <laughs> it will happen there, but I looking forward to it. If you could just move a wee tiny bit to your left. Kieran, just you, not whatever you're using, because we, the last time we done that, it, it stopped one. It stopped one. Um, Kerr, where will we start tonight before we get my first call? Don't know if you got me any electrician yet, man. <laughs> don't think. <laughs> I don't think we've quite got the electrician yet. I tell you what, we'll do. We'll start with the St. Mirren game, shall we? 
Um, I think that's the most logical place, because no doubt we're going to get into transfers and it's we're, we're going to end up doing that rabbit hole. But let's start with um, St Mirren. Let's forget about the, the lineups, etc. Was the performance at all a surprise to you? No, it, not really, Martin. I said after they had the game, that was going to be a harder game against St Mirren. And it, it was. Mirren were, were always going to work for it. St Mirren are a decent side. They're well disciplined. They know their roles. Hibs are always going to come out and play more football and try and attack it, whereas it will never. It's something a bit deep and try to hit us when you're on the breaker when we lost possession. So it was always going to be a difficult game, but it's these type of performances that wins you the leagues, wins you stuff because we could have got a draw, we could have lost, but no, we stuck in, we get three points. They never played well, yes, but we back could have go. It does go to St. Martin, but the manager will know we have to be better. But like I said, end of the day, at the end of the season, when you look back, you see three points on the board, and that's all we can remember. So I'm happy with three points, and we'll move on to the next game. I know, you know, Kieran, I never expected it um, to be an easy game, but before I bring you in for your first point, Kieran, I'm praying that this is going to work, right? Because I've had nothing but issues tonight. Um, but we have Chris Falkirk, um on the line. Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, good evening, gentlemen. How is everybody? I no bad, Chris. No bad. Um, we're, we're we're slowly but surely getting there. What's your what's your point for the for the guys tonight? Yeah, just to make a wee bit of a case for uh, serial Dessers, really, because uh, I think sometimes he gets a wee bit of unfair slack. For example, he's got eight goals in the league this season in nineteen games, and he's got three assists. Now you compare that to Kyogo, who's who many many people would say would be the benchmark in terms of uh, goal scoring. And I've heard people say if we had somebody like Kyogo that we would have won the uh, old firm games. But you look at Kyogo this season, 23 games and eight goals. So he's got the same goals and more games as Serial uh, Destos. Now you look at Destos overall this season, 33 uh, games he's played, 12 goals, seven assists. You compare that to Kyogo, 31 goals, uh, 31 appearances, sorry. 11 goals and 3 assists. Now, you then go to Alfredo's last season. Now, I know quite a lot of supporters were looking at maybe looking to get Alfredo back. You look at Alfredo, Dessos is only one goal away from matching uh, Alfredo's last season at Rangers because uh, he only scored 12 goals, 7 assists and 48 matches. So I think for Odessos, yes, he misses a lot of good chances and some of them he should score. But I think the slack's a wee bit unfair that he gets. And also, I don't, I, personally, I don't think he's the man to lead the line for Rangers over the longer term. But I think he's definitely got a part to play. Right. OK. I, I take your point on board, Chris. Uh, and I take your stats and I, and I completely understand that. Right. I, I completely get that. And listen, there may be people in the comments that agree with you. And, and, I, and I don't like to sit here and disagree with the people that phone up. I certainly don't like to disagree with people um, who are saying that a Rangers player is better than a Celtic player? Um, but just for it, just for what it's worth, from my point of view, um, no, Kyogo's a far better striker than Sergio Dessers. Kyogo scores goals in important games. Sergio Dessers doesn't. Um, Kyogo's been a massive part of that Celtic team, and I've got some friends who are Celtic supporters who say that it's the way that Brendan Rodgers, Brendan Rodgers has come in and implemented his system as to why Kyogo. Um, is struggling. Um, Kieran, there is not, there is n- nothing on this planet that would ever convince me that Cyril Dessers is better than Kyogo. 
No, I'm I'm in agreement, Martin. I don't think Dessers is better than Kyogo. And what I was saying before is that I do believe there's a player in there. The only thing that gets me with Dessers is it seems every time he has time to think about what he's going to do next is when he freezes. When he's got time to, to take the shot and think or look for the pass, he either hits it in the stands, hits it directly at the keeper, or, or just totally misses the target. Um, I feel like when he's kind of he's more one-touch finishing, it could be better. But like for the goal against St Mirren, the ball came in. I thought his first touch, he lost the ball. I thought he had played it right to the keeper. But takes a brilliant touch, great finish. I think he's starting to build more and more confidence. I think as the fans are starting to get more on side, that he's starting to, to kind of get more into his, his swing of things. Kyogo, like you said, I think he's a, he's a great finisher. Um, unfortunately, he's a great furniture. Um, he hurts teams in different games. Kyogo, if he gets half a second to think, he knows either to play the pass or hit a shot. Dessers, I think, is still trying to figure that one out. But I think Dessers will come good for us. I do, but I think we need someday to to really push him. I mean, <clears throat> I, t- I take that point on board as well. And Chris, I'll, I'll fire it straight back at you. Um Sounding by yourself, there's not a lot of people, not a lot of Rangers fans who would have been sticking up for for Surreal, um up until maybe a couple of weeks ago. So, Chris, is he starting to change fans' opinions on him? I think what's ha- I think what's happened. I don't think he's better than Kyogo, but I was just looking at the stats and uh, the, what the stats are uh, telling us that he's got the same amount of goals and less games than Kyogo. I don't think he's the man to lead the line overall. But I think what's happened is when he first came in and uh, the guy Carry uh, Carry B is responsible for the price tag that we paid for him. I think if he had been a million pound player, it maybe been uh, a bit different. But I think he is starting to uh, turn a few heads and maybe starting to turn uh, doubters into uh, uh, believers a wee bit in terms of his performances. He's, he's maybe scoring a wee bit regular. I think he's the type of player that maybe needs an arm around the shoulder, somebody to tell him that he's maybe better than what he is. And, and I think he's under Clement. He's really grown as a striker. I do think we do need someone else uh, ahead of him. But I do, I do sincerely think that he does have a part to play at this football club over the next few years. I mean, uh, excellent points, Chris. Thank you very much. As always, please make sure and phone in again. So there you go, folks. That's how easy it is. 01416287237 to get your points across. Like I say, there's there's transfers to talk about. Obviously, we're going to go back over the St. Mirren game. Um, so there's a few things to talk about, but to keep the show going, we need your calls. 01416287237. So, James, just carrying on that conversation about Dessers then, um, have you noticed an improvement in him? Um, or is it one of these, he has a couple of good weeks and then we're going to, it's going to be another bad four or five, six, seven weeks? Or, or do you actually see that Clement's making a difference? For me, I'm probably in um, agreement with Kieran. He's kind of, he's that type of player, mate, that I always go back to Amoruso. When, when Amoruso had time to kind of think what he was going to do, he was a kind of a bomb scare at times, a big man. But when he does not he's very, very good. Um, you look at his two finishes against Hibs, I thought they were absolutely right out the top draw. Um, he's finishing uh, Saturday as well, I thought was really good. Takes it, good touch, going to keep up and slots it away. But then he's working um, in the same game against Tibbs, he's then getting an easier chance and fires it straight at the goalkeeper. Um, I hope he does turn out to be that kind of 
striker that will get is maybe 15, 15, 16 goals a season, because obviously you need that as well. Um, like your backup. I think Dessers is a, is a good striker to have coming up against your teams like your certain Irons and your Hibs in the rest of the league. But um, we need that top class striker, mate, that's going to come in. You look at him across the city, two chances against us this, this season, and he's took the two of them. And the two of them were fantastic finishes. And that, that's what we need. We need somebody that's just going to get the one chance in a game, mate, that's going to win you the games um, and hopefully take his own to win the league, mate. But on the game on, on Saturday, mate, for me, we won ugly. And it's something that we've not done for a long, long time, mate. We did do that under Bill. Or get beaten the last minute or something, mate. Under Colmont, there seems to be a fighting spirit in that game at all. I don't think we were under any pressure. I don't think we got out of second gear. Lunch was broke again. Um, that's my dog getting my game with that. But for me, I don't think we were under any pressure if we went out and done it. Um, we got the three points, mate. Back in the bus and back game. Aye, right. Okay, I take that point, Kieran, right? That absolutely you're not going to play well in every game across a full season. There's going to be games that you don't play. There's going to be games you drop points. There's going to be games you lose. And there's going to be games that you win ugly, right? And I completely understand that. But does did the performance against St Mirren and Saturday have anything to do with the way that the manager set up? And also on top of that, if it is that, does the, did the, was the manager kind of out of options in terms of if he wanted to rotate the squad, there wasn't really a lot he could do about it? Yeah, um, Clement, I think, kind of, his hands were tied a little bit with the players that he did have fully fit and available. The conditions are always going to play a part there. The pitch isn't great. Um, so, with the weather, etc., maybe he's a bit more reluctant to start the likes of Lawrence, maybe. Um, playing Sterling on the left wing, I thought, was just a little bit strange. But I think that he did well to kind of nullify people coming down the left side as much because St. Mirren gave it their all. They, they did not stop from the first whistle to the last. They were chasing balls down that they were never going to get, but it was just to try and frustrate. Um, Clement, like you were saying there, James, is I feel like that Clement has kind of built this team. He keeps mentioning the story, and more and more it looks like the players are buying into the story. He said it himself that the game wasn't sexy. <laughs> the passing was really lacklustre. It was really slow. It was very easily intercepted at times. But what I do think with the, the type of management that Clement has is that he, no matter if a team's going to throw everything at us, we are going to stand there and we're going to manage to get the three points. Maybe not always a clean sheet, but back up the road. I think Clement's way of doing it under previous management, we would have drew that game or the inevitably lost. But I think Clement is really kind of starting to put his stamp in that we are going to be robust and hard to play against. Yes, but at the same time, James, I asked that question and I framed it in a way that I gave Clement not an excuse because the, the guy's not really put a foot wrong. He's only lost one game, right? But at the end of the day, he played Sterling at left wing um, and Sterling can play either left back or right back or whatever. He started Scott Wright. Um, he, he had to make substitutions at half time. So without me trying to you know, just create a bone of contention and trying to get clips on X, Twitter, whatever you call it, even though I, I know for a fact that see when Robert put up that wee bit that said Dessa's better than Kyogo, that's going all over, right? That's going to be some good advertising for the podcast, right? Um, but do we look at Clement at all for that, even though we won and go, right, don't do that again? Well, for me, mate, it kind of 
proves that he's got trust in these players to go out and play in these positions. Um, I thought that he was obviously trusting the squad as well, but he knows himself, mate. It might even be a message to the board to say, look, I need bodies in. This is what I'm doing to I'm having to play your, like your Scott Wrights. And again, Scott Wrights is a decent player, but is the Rangers class? I wouldn't say so, mate. So I think it's maybe a message to the board to say, look, I'm needing this right winger and I'm needing that left back. I need I need, I need help here. I'm obviously trying to, you can only be with the, you know what you're going with. Um, and again, it's a message to the board for me as well, mate. But it's also good that these players can come in and actually play in different positions. Sterling, I, I, when I first seen him, I didn't think he was a football player. But he's certainly making me eat my words. He looks an absolute great player, especially in the middle of that. I think we're from a position for that boy now. I think he's, uh, he loves a tackle, and that's something that we have been crying out now since Kevin Thompson. He's no scared to get, and get stuck in about people, mate, and that's what I like about Sterling. Aye. I mean, I, I think I had to go with somebody for saying that he should start over Raskin, Kim. Um... In fact, just just as you say that, I'm going to bring back and Scott Kerr who disappeared. Um, I don't know what's going on with Kerr tonight, but um, Kerr, we were just we were discussing the other manager selection for Saturday and the fact that he played Sterling at left wing. He started Scott Wright, etc., etc., etc. And James is making the point that he thinks that we've found a position. I can see Kerr's pure out of breath, man. We've found a position for Sterling in centre mid, and I was having a go at, I can't remember who it was, for saying you would pick Sterling over Raskin. Um, that's just crazy talk. At the end of the day, Sterling's a fullback, and he, he's not a full-time central midfielder, but I think even I'm starting to change my opinion on that, and you're on mute. I'm not a breath, Martin. <laughs> Run up these stairs, try to get a Washington machine to get a mother, so she can take it, because it's so good. <laughs> uh, I think he'll be used because I think he offers us something in the middle of the park. I thought when he was playing out wide, he done okay, but I thought a lot of times he was his awareness wasn't as good because he was kind of lost at times. But the manager's got a spot for him. You can see, you can see that how he's used him, and I think he'll get better. But I do think his position is now the centre of the park. I know he came in as a full back, but I do think it's. The centre of the park, he's probably going to be playing more for us. And he will beat fullback. And Martin's just left. I had to turn off my heater. My face is about to go <laughs> absolutely bright. I think, right. I think Raskin's a bit hard to justify. He's just coming back from injury. I think Raskin will come good. But his performances have been great of late. But he's the type of player I think the manager will use as well. Listen, it's good to get a lot of players fighting for the same positions. That's what you need. You need competition. You've not had that for a lot of years. No, yeah, absolutely right. You take a you take a breath, right? You just chill. You sit back and get your breath back. Um, those strawberry daiquiris won't help, but just get your breath back. Um, right, folks, we need your calls. Oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. That's why we have a Monday night phone in um, to get your thoughts and to get your opinions. Um, you help keep the show going. Um, so yeah, 0141628-7237. Would you start Sterling over Raskin? Um, or do you think we need to build up Raskin's fitness, get him in the team as much as possible? Um, maybe we need to give the, the captain a bit of a rest, although he seems to be in pretty decent form um at the moment. But there's a great point being made, Kieran, from channel member Stephen. Um, don't see anyone taking points from us until the next old forum. Very few goals against, and we are scoring happy days. 
Um, I must admit, halfway through that St Mirren game, I was kind of on the fence. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a I'm a, a total pessimist of a man, um, and that's just the way that I was feeling. But it does feel as if since Clement's come in, there's there's been a change, and and it, I must admit, as each week goes on, it feels as if, especially defensively, we're getting stronger. Aye, so the way that, that I see it is I think that it kind of starts for the confidence, obviously for the manager, coaching staff, but then for your keeper. We've got the likes of Jack Butland who is making save after save some fantastic, just just different saves as well, not just kind of like the ones you'd expect for a standard keeper. Some of the saves he's making really must inspire the defence as well. Golton hasn't been of the best recently. I didn't think Saturday was his best game. I thought Suter kind of really carried that defence pairing. I thought that he was throwing himself at everything. Um, they were attacking more down the right side than they were the left. So that kind of says that all that Red fans coming into a wee bit of a game that they're trying to go down the captain's side and Goldson's side. But I think it all stems to the goalkeeper having that presence behind you, commanding, he's commanding his area. And then I think that just travels further up the pitch. You've got the midfielders dropping back. Lonnie's no having to babysit a defence all the time. He's actually, <clears throat> excuse me, coming out and dictating play as well, but he can come back in if he needs. We've got players now that are not afraid to tackle. Like you said, Sterling, somebody's going to have to really try and get past him to be <laughs> to be successful. He's not afraid to put a foot in. I think that it all starts with the keeper and I think it's slowly building throughout the team the confidence and I think that's why we're playing a lot better and we're doing better from set pieces <laughs> that's, that's one of the only things I can take Well we have another phone call and it is Jim and Kirky and Jim the floor is yours How you doing guys? Good evening Good evening Jim yeah, I've got a few points here the first one's going to be about Sterling and this is just my theory on the Sterling thing um, on Saturday only, uh, I think I said last week about um, Sterling kind of maybe potentially replacing Lundstrom in the middle of the park. Going forward, of course, Martin Wright, and I believe that still. I think the the manager on Saturday, if you look at the conditions, etc., of the game, and anybody that's played in these conditions, I think he actually put him out in the left to protect Yilmaz a wee bit because of the height thing as well and the physicality. Um, if you've looked at St Mullen in the past against us, there's guys like the, the Hara and that coming in the back post, scored a few goals against us. I think he actually tactically put him out in the left to protect Yilmaz, as I say, just because of the height. That's my first one. If you want to come back now first, it's up to yourself. No, 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 carry on. I'm writing them down now, Jim, so I can remember my, what you well, said. My next one's Scott Wright. Scott Wright, what I'm, people they are talking about Scott Wright, actually quite like Scott Wright and what I mean by that is we as a club need guys like Scott Wright who are, this sounds ridiculous though, quite happy if you like to sit on the bench. You're not going to be able to buy players at two or three million pounds to sit on the bench. You've got to have guys in your squad that can do that. You've got to have players that are willing to do that and I think Scott Wright's one of them. My next one is do you guys think there's a possibility, particularly in Europe, that Jack Butland might go to the Euros of England, particularly with the Rangers. I mean, not so much in Scottish football, obviously, because we all know what happens there, but with the potential um, of playing in Europe, highlighted more in English TV, there's a chance that that would happen. 
And also, Martin, this is one for you. Is there any chance that you might take the rabble out for a pint and go and tour somewhere? Ah. That's me. Well, um, it's in the works. Um, it's it's definitely in the works. Um, I'm, I'm looking at places that I can do it, Jim. Um, I was looking at Ibrox and I, and I inquired and I nearly fell off my chair when I get the, the email back telling me exactly how much it costs to do a wee, a wee, a wee event in there. But it is absolutely 100% something that I'm looking at doing again and I'm hoping to do it in the very, very near future. Right, I'm going to take the points to the guys then, Jim, and I think we'll start with the Jack Butland one. Um, and I'll and I'll take that to you, care. Is there any possibility, um, that, like what Jim says, if we see some good performances for Jack in Europe, because obviously looking at Scottish football, the English don't really rate it, but if he starts playing really well in Europe, is there any chance he gets on that plane to, well, I don't even know if the Euros are getting held, but is there any chance he goes to the Euros? That's in Germany, Martin, but hey, I think, listen, Jack Butland's up there with the English goalkeepers, they've got at present, I mean, Nick Pope was... Ramsdale, who's not got a game in Arsenal, there's Pickard, there's uh, Pickford, sorry. So, Jack Butler, I wouldn't say he's any worse than any three. But at this moment in time, I don't think he's in Southgate's plans, just because it's Sarah Gareth Southgate and he's his favourites, it seems to be the three. A funny one goes missing, he brings in Dean Henderson, who struggles to get game bad places as well. So, listen to me, Jack Butler should be, but personally, I don't think he will, just because Gareth Southgate's manager. And I mean, <clears throat> Jim, I want to throw this one back at you actually and get your opinion on it. Um, you asked about Scott Wright, about you know, needing get needing guys in the team who are willing to be bit part players. Um, is Scott Wright good enough, Jim, for us to even be a bit part player? I think he is, yeah. I think potentially is. I've just looked at you know the things he's done at Hamden recently for the club. And as I say, what I'm thinking uh, with that one, Martin, is you have got to have players. You're not going to have, in this day and age, the Rangers that we are now, you're not going to have players coming off the bench that's costing a lot of money. It's just not going to happen. A lot of money, you need guys like that. And I think he is good enough to be, and it sounds ridiculous, to be a substitute, if you like, and to be that. Because he, he has impacted games in the past. Again, as I mentioned earlier, there the, the games at Hamden in particular, um, and, I, and I thought he's done a decent job. So, aye, I think he is. I think he is good enough to play a part for Rangers, not a starter. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll bring that to the guys in a, in a wee bit, but I want to um, get James your opinion on uh, Jim's first point, which was. In the long term, I end a season maybe when Lundstrom's contract runs out. Is Sterling his replacement? Well, for me, he's not put a fat wang mix since he's in the middle of the park. But I think Lundstrom's a guy that you still need to keep about, especially for his experience and the way that he's been playing under Colon. I think he's been one of Colon's best players. I think he's kicked on big time. Uh, he was struggling under Bill for whatever reason. But he's come in there, mate. Colon's come in, sorry, and transformed him again. He's that player maybe we've seen for the six months in the, uh, the Europa League run. So for me, I think Lundstrom's one of the players that I would be keeping about, maybe on reduced terms or whatever, but he's certainly a player I would I would be keeping about. But Sterling has a good, a fantastic replacement, mate, to come in there. Jim, buddy, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. And you've probably gave me enough content now to do my half an hour. Thank you. Thank you. No bother, guys. Have a good night. Cheers, buddy. Right, speak, speak to you soon, buddy. Um, yeah, oh, so I can only take one call at a time, folks. So see if you've phoned up and you don't get through. It's because somebody's on. So keep phoning and you will eventually get through. 0141 628 
7237. And apologies if it's taking you a few times. I'm looking into some new software to hopefully get um, a few calls on at the one time to keep the producer a wee bit busier. But until I can sort that out, it is just one call at a time. So we don't get through right away. Keep trying. 0141628-7237. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at doing another. I actually put a message on the, the YouTube community page, the Rabble community page, about if people would be interested in it. Because there's no point in doing it if folk aren't interested in doing a wee live show. Um, so I'm definitely going to look into that and see um, if I can get something sorted. Who did I come here about the point? I oh, know I went straight back to Jim with the point about um, Scott Ray. Then I, I want to I want to re- revisit that a wee bit, Kieran, because he made a good point. Jim made a good point about <coughs> pe- people are only going to come, but we're not going to sign somebody for three or two, three, four million, and them have be bit part players. So are we going to get any better than Scott Wright to be an impact sub? I think obviously we could find someone better than Scott Wright to be an impact sub, but at the moment he's coming on, he's he's doing his bit when he has to. He scored against Dumbarton. I it's only Dumbarton, but that's a goal. He's he's playing all right. He's doing okay. He seems to have quite a good relationship with the guys off the field as well. Um, he's quite good for new players coming in. Yilmaz was saying, so I feel like it's good as well having the the Scottish quota as well that. We've got a homegrown player there as well. If we need to bring him on in the European game, I feel like we could do better. His, his end product isn't brilliant, but he's a good enough player at the moment for where we are until we can get somebody better in, I believe, anyway. Okay, well, the calls are coming in thick and fast tonight, which is good, because um, I think the, the last week, I think it was a wee bit slow in terms of the old calls, but um, we've got Rab and Penny Lee. Rab, how are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I know bad, buddy. No bad. What's your, what's your point for the guys? I would definitely play Raskin over, uh, Stolen over Raskin. I don't like uh, Raskin. Why not? Because he's not good enough for his. He's always injured. Well, actually, that, I, I think that's something that we kind of give him actually a free pass. Well, I think Rab's got a, a slight point there, Kerr, in terms of he's always injured. He has had quite a few injuries here since he's came to the club. Um, but Rab's just not having him at all. Yeah, so the Stoller when he first came in, Martin. I think I'm to play. So, listen, players come in and have injuries, don't have injuries, I think. The problem, Raskin's come back to injury. He's not really performed like he did before. He got injured probably in the last season. So it was the same mechanic, not to be honest with you. Then this season, he's not started that well. Sterling's get thrown in that position by Mitch Fortune, by a mistake, whatever, lack of numbers at a time. But he's done really well and he's proven he should be playing there. So, well, not, I like to turn him in there, but obviously, we were, because we're buying them the Monday and then we'll also get Jordan from there. Like I said earlier, it's good having competition for places. A manager like that because it keeps everybody on their toes. But I think Raskin's still got a lot to prove at Rangers and still got a lot to give as well. And still, so Sterling as well. He's still got to prove it more than a more consistent period. But I like I like him at the moment. And I think at this moment in time, I can take go between the two of them, depending on who you're playing, probably. But I think Sterling, to me, would probably get a jersey first. But Raskin's, to me, still has to be in Cody Summer. Uh, Rob, in terms of the squad itself, obviously the transfer window's shutting in a few days. Um, how do you feel about the squad as it is the now? And, and how many signings would you like to see brought in before the, before it closes? Uh, a couple more. And I'd like to get rid of Cantwell. Cantwell's got an ego. He thinks he's better off than everybody. 
who you don't think Cam, do you, do you not think Campbell's good enough, or do you think it's just purely his ego that lets him down? No, he just thinks he's too better off than people. I want the ball, I want the ball, then Lotis it. That's no good. Well, uh, that's an interesting point. I, I don't think really that I'd want Ridium necessarily, but Rab, thank you very much for the call, buddy. I appreciate that. I'll take that. I'll take that to the guys. Um, James Campbell's come in for quite a lot of stick. To be fair, um, is is it warranted? Is it justified? Um, he's no been setting the, uh, the head on fire uh, for me, um, but. I wouldn't be selling Campbell unless it was a big money offer that was coming in because he's a guy that can turn the game and he's proved it this year, especially in Europe, maybe he takes the ball inside and just slots it into the the bottom corner. He's a guy that will try stuff, but do you know what? I would rather my players were trying to do something rather than just sideways passes or playing the ball back. At least he wants to try and get the ball and get on it. Maybe it's the players on the bottom that aren't on the same wavelength as him. Maybe that's something... Again, I think it might be his confidence um, at the moment. Um, and, he, and he might be uh, carrying an injury. Because um, he seemed to obviously pick up an injury um, against Tibbs uh, just before half-time. And that can be niggling on him. And you know what it's like. If, if you're not 100%, mate, then I things won't come after you um, on the park. But for me, nah, I wouldn't be selling Campbell. He, he's too big a, a player, mate, uh, uh, for us just to get shorter. I mean, there's Ian making the point. Campbell was off in the summer. Big Phil does not have a relationship with him. I mean, Kieran, that's not something that we can sit here and 100% say we know, is it? We, we can assume because obviously he brought him off early. And I've seen Campbell maybe stare at him a couple of times. I don't know if that's just Campbell's face. But I mean, what does it say the fact that we're talking about Raskin and Campbell, who were two of our, when they first came in, we were singing their praises and now we're. Or some fans considering letting them go? I think the thing with Campbell is because Clement's brought him off either at half time a few times or that game where he was brought off um, just later into the first half, I feel like he's not had a target on his back, but Campbell gets involved with the stupid side of things. Um, he'll be up and try to square up to a player or try and be mouthy, but like James was saying, I'd rather have a player that was. Playing for the badge, 100%. Um, he tries things. Yeah, if he loses the ball a couple of times, sometimes he's got that killer pass that can lead us to a goal or to an assist or just something that can get bums off seats as well. Um, he's, he's done pretty well for us since he's came in. He's not hit the heights as he was last season, I don't think, when, towards the end. But I wouldn't say get rid of him or Raskin. I think they both still got points to prove. I think Clement does does like Cantwell. He still, I mean, he still gives him the arm round the shoulder when he comes off, whether that's half time or or at full time. I don't think Clement's that type of person to isolate players from the group, especially if he's trying to build this story. I think though the type of Raskin, I think Sterling's playing better than him in that position. I wouldn't want Raskin sent away. But I do think at the moment Sterling's playing better than uh, Raskin, sorry. And I think it's up to Raskin to fight for his place, to be honest. Uh, He's also coming back for an injury as well. I don't think we can forget that. Um, We do have another call and I had to message the producer because he wasn't paying attention to the private chat that they've got because he's just put Andrew in F. Burrow. So I was guessing it was Fraserburgh. And Andrew, I think I'm right. Yes, it is. How you doing, Martin? Andrew, my friend, how are you? I'm great. 
Yeah, fine, man, fine. Just keeping one step ahead of the bailiffs like you saw these days, Martin. <laughs> but yeah, keeping fine, buddy. But um, yeah, I, I think what I was maybe beginning to see happen here, Martin and guys, would you say that Clement's now trying to dismantle the whole Beal sort of transfer shambles, by and large? It wasn't all bad, certainly not with Jack Butland, by all means, and Dijon Stanley, but there's been... I don't know. I'm not convinced that Cantwell will be there beyond the summer, nor Kieran Dowell either. And even Nico Raskin, I'm convinced they'll all go. We certainly need three or four faces in this window. They've got one. I don't know much of where the boy Diamante is going to play, if he's going to be defensive or if he's going to be further forward. So I still feel there's a right winger, a left back and another centre forward to come. So what's your take on that? Do you think how far down the line is Philippe Clement's kind of, you know, influence now beginning to take over from Michael Beale? I mean, I'll, I'll give you pass marks on the Clement. It wasn't quite spot on, Andrew, but I'll give you, I'll give you pass marks on it. And that actually, um, your question about, uh, your point about Diamante, or Diamandi, I don't know how to pronounce that, so do forgive me. Um, it's a super chat in for Brian as well. Thank you very much, Brian. Does anyone know if Diamante's signed yet? Yes, he has. Um, alone with an option um, to buy. So, James, what do you make of that then? Is, is Clement starting to kind of dismantle Beale's transfer mess? It looks like it, mate. Obviously, Brentish, uh, hopefully... Uh, going out the door, a, a player that we never, I don't think that we've seen the uh, the best of. Again, coming out for a foreign country, mate, it takes these guys maybe a wee, a bit longer than anybody else um, to settle in. Maybe it's just obviously the environment and stuff like that. Again, there's no, he, he didn't look up too much for me. Um, the odd kind of burst five ten minutes that you can have seen him. Um, but I think obviously Clement is going down the right road now of getting rid of the. We're going to say Dross. Um, it was well, it was Dross that Bill brought in. Let, let's be honest. Um, and he's looking at better players, mate, that are going to come in and actually know this. Oh, he's a good squad player. They're going to be starters for me. They're going to be coming in. They're going to be fighting in this. Oh, they're happy to sit on the bench. I don't want anybody at Rangers that's happy to sit on the bench, mate. That, that's not what we were built on. We're built on winners, mate. We're built on guys that come in and hit the ground running straight away. People forget the standards uh, that Rangers have got. You need to come in. It's, 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 not, it's not just standards, though, James. It's We don't have the finances to have 15 first-team, 16 first-team, proper first-team players. We need people um, who are not happy, um, but we. I, I think the previous caller was right. We need a Scott Wright. And I'm not saying we need Scott Wright, but we need a Scott Wright who's going to be happy to maybe get... 15, 20 sub-appearances a season and we can't afford like well, I was going to come on to and I'll come back to Andrew in a wee second James but we can't afford to have a three and a half four million pound Dessers on the bench to come on and make an impact and score the odd goal we, we just purely can't afford that no, I'm not saying that mate, I'm just saying that we need better players we need better all round quality in that team whether somebody is coming off somebody that, that's coming off through the bench to come on it's going to be just as good, if no better, than the player that's coming off the park. That that's my thing. You you seen it across the season, mate. Two years ago, they took three players off, and it didn't change the way that they played. They still played the exact same way. They still went at teams, and the players that came off the bench for them were just as good as the players coming off the park. And that that's what I want in my team. Mm-hmm. 
No, listen, I completely agree with that. And Andrew, I, I need to come back at you on one thing that you said, and it was about Cantwell. Um, and I want to ask you why. Yeah. Why Why do you think that Cantwell will leave um, at the end of the season? I, I just feel that there's a lot of petulance there, Martin, at times. He picks up really stupid bookings. I know he gets frustrated. He probably does get kicked all over the place. That doesn't help, especially in Scotland. But, you know, I just sense something there that you know, Clement does not always see what Cantwell's trying to do having said that, the boy scored two great goals and you've seen a lot more of the positive Cantwell but I just, I'm not convinced if the boy couldn't get a regular game at Norwich, I'm just not convinced you know, there should be better for Rangers out there but it'll be the summer at least I think Martin before you see if anything there so let's watch this space between now and, and the end of May and I also have to ask you Andrew before I let you go I need to ask this and I need your honest opinion right yeah is, is Dessers good enough to be your number nine for us to go and win the league or do you because we're linked with all these we're linked with a, a new left back we've been linked with a new winger for Colombia. I don't see us yeah. linked to any strikers so, but there's all this talk about Dessers and how we can score all these goals and people are comparing these numbers. Um, if we go into this, the, the end of this window and we haven't brought in a striker, are we still going to be okay? I, I would say you would need another striker as well, but I'm not convinced Rangers will pay £5 million for L- Lauren Shanklin, who's about 29 years old, eh, Martin. And I think as the, the comments go, there's no resale value for somebody that age to spend five million, which is a huge amount of money for Rangers, let's be honest. But this is much improved. Certainly he's looking more like a striker, but um, you know, you've got the other lad, the Portuguese boy they took up from Wolves Silver. So I would have thought a third striker's not a bad investment. Well, Andrew, as ever, thank you so so much for the phone call, buddy, and we'll speak soon. God bless. Nice to talk to you guys. Take care. Speak soon. I know. Um, I know for a fact it's going to be clipped up, man. The guy, Robert putting up that <laughs> Dessers is better than Kyogo. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly, exactly what he was doing. Oh, do you know? I don't really think we've spoke much about the new signing deal. Does anybody know how to pronounce it? Anybody? I mean, you can just stare at me. Diamondi. Diamondi. Diamondi, is that what we're going with? Is that what we're going with? I'm going to pronounce it differently. Just call him Mohammed. Right, okay. We'll we'll do that. We'll do that. And Kieran, seeing as you're new to the Rabble, seeing as this is your first show, um, were you surprised that the first signing we made was a central midfielder? And what do you think? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Oh, second signing, if you include Silva, sorry. Aye. Uh, Everyone's screaming out for a striker. We need a striker. We need somebody that's going to put in these certain amount of goals a season, at least. We need somebody that's going to be consistent with the finishing. I think we're pretty well stacked in the midfield area. Um, I don't know if maybe it was him preparing for Sifu to go and getting somebody else in the door, but I think we badly need a striker before we entertain a midfielder, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, but just on, on Diamande then, Kerr. Um, what's, what's your thoughts on him? I, I, I genuinely, I don't think I've really seen much about him, to be honest. But I'm, I'm hearing reports that people, people that have watched his YouTube videos, say that he's, he's the next world class midfielder. Um, he's this, he's that. Um, what's your thoughts on him? 
No, I come out a bit like yourself. I didn't really know much about him. I'm not a football manager enthusiast as I used to be in my younger days, so a lot of folk had heard him, but I'd never really heard the boy until we were linked to him. Then, obviously, you'd do your research on a wee bit and look him up and see. He looks decent. He's, he's, he's a good age. He's only 22. We need to bring players in. I say the players Clement is going for are young guys who he can bring in, improve, and then sell on. That's what we need to do as a business. And people don't like to explain class as a business, but basically that's what the club is and that's what they're trying to do so we can reinvest money into more players. So it's good that way. Are they going to be better than what they've got? Time will tell. Because I don't know enough about him to say he's going to come in and be better than what they've got. We all hope he is. Especially, it's, I mean, it's an obligation to buy, so we have to buy him. It's not an option, it's an obligation, so it's like we have to buy him anyway, no matter if he's good or bad in this one still. So, <laughs> mix of Zidane and Ian Black, I mean, that's the perfect mix, that, isn't it? So, we just hope he comes in and does well. Listen, what we've seen, what we've heard, and I heard that the boy Coppin's been looking at him for a while, so it all sounds good, but listen, he's going to come in. It might take a bit of time to set one in jail in because it's halfway through a season as well, but. Listen, he's going to come in and play for Rangers. It's a heavy jersey in some players. The good thing is, he's, he's worn it before. Yes, he was younger, but he's worn it before. So he, he might know what it's like to wear it. So there you go. But no, I'm looking forward to the signings coming in. I think he's going for a different type of signing, like I said. And it's good to see that. Not just going for maybe recycled players or guys tried and tested elsewhere, like Michael Bildon or somebody he sat doing it because he played against him in a youth team when he was, when he was 16. So it's good that he's going for players out with that maybe we know about. But just getting back to what you said about Scott Wright, is we need players like that in the squad. Because we can't always go out and buy all these different players for different areas. Because you need just Scottish quota. So something like Scott Wright's a great bit of business because they're not getting a lot, a lot of money to go and reinvest in the full score. So players like Scott Wright, Ross McCausland, I know he can through the setup, so that help us. We've also got other youth players coming through the team. He's been given a chance, Cole McKinnon, still got Leon Kingner, who I think might actually go out and loan. But Bailey Rice is still to get his chance, which hopefully he does if he can prove himself. So it's good to see that. If I bring in his players from my then we have to maybe put more trust in a youth system as well, which we're good to see. I mean, right. 01416287237. I've just had a message from my producer. Well, producer. Just had a message for Robert to say, Curry, can you phone in? You've been trying. And you just keep missing out. So if you phone in right now, Robert will get you and he'll get you on. Um, he seems awfully sad. He, I can just see a wee, wee window of him sitting there throwing a toy for his dog, back and forth, back and forth. So, Curry, if you phone in, um, you'll get in now. Um, bring back Lammers Loyal. <laughs> see if Socrates in the comments. James, you know, apparently he's doing really, really well out on loan at Utrecht. Um, fair play to him. But sometimes you just come to a country and it doesn't work. And all we can hope, really, I suppose, is that he goes there, does really well, and they want to buy him. Yes, I hope he continues to play out his skin for them and we get, we get our money back from him, mate. So good luck to the guy. Didn't work out for him here, but I hope he goes and has a blinder in Holland and we get our money back from him. I'm very aware that he's no scored yet, um, Stephen, but apparently he's been assisting and he's been playing really, really well. Um, so stop trying to put him down, Stephen. If there's anybody for you to watching this, you know what I mean? Um, he's actually phenomenal. It was just the weather he couldn't handle. That's the only reason he never played well. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Kieran, somebody who we, I don't think we've ever spoke about on this podcast, Coppin, um, new director of football, or whatever the terminology is, I don't know. Um, 
people are pointing out his record on bringing players in is phenomenal. And um, we're looking at Hefty, and we're looking at Cortez, young South Americans. Um, are you happy with a the getting Silva and um, the business that it looks like he's going to be doing, and and b the markets now that we're shopping? In? I think to be honest, we've just got to trust him. Um, time, time will tell if it's going to be good or if it's going to be a dud. Silva, he must have some sort of potential to go to that thief at the Wolves. He's not just going to go there for, for that amount if he's got nothing. So I think that there is something in Silva that maybe has not been, well, obviously not been unlocked yet because he's not scored for us yet, but I think he's more of a creative player than a goal scorer. Um, I wasn't familiar with Mills before. Um, I didn't think that we were actually ever going to get anybody in, to be completely honest. I really was kind of... <laughs> They kept saying, oh, it's going to happen, it's going to happen in due course, etc. But I wasn't exactly confident. So the first person that, that got the job, I thought, well, aye, <laughs> let's see. He can't be any worse than Bill. At least he's not going to the stadiums, sitting a player down and looking in their eyes and saying, I think you should play for Rangers. I think there's more structure than that. So only time will tell, but I hope it's positive. I mean, yeah, listen, every signing's a gamble, as Kerr always says. He yeah, doesn't like it for a conversation. I'm reminding you about that. Um, 0141-628-7237. Please do get your calls in now. We've got about 10 minutes left of the show. Um, Robert's wait. Oh, I can't say what I was going to say there. Um, the show would be shut down if I said that. Um, and yeah, but a very, very quick one, actually. Um, happy birthday, George Alberts, who was one of my favourite players growing up. Der Hammer. Um, care we could spend a full podcast speaking about George Alberts and just how good he was um, for Rangers Football Club. I'm just glad that I was of an age where I could see him. Oh, he was phenomenal, Martin. He was really good. And listen, he had bad games as well, so just before <laughs> he did have bad games, but he had really, really awesome games. And we all knew since he got three kicks or shooting inside the box, we all trying to take a shot. But he was just, he just loved it here, didn't he? He came to Scotland, he settled in straight away. They played in a few different positions for us, but he was always always played really well. For a big guy, he wasn't the most physical at times, but he was a big guy, but he was sulking apart, like I said, the goals against Celtic. Uh, he, just, he was just a good play. We just had a good team at the time, Martin, but George just kind of capped it off, so he did. And he was good to see him. It was great to see him not that long ago, and back, he was back in the and having a cigarette at the time outside so there you he go smoked while he played for Rangers I used to I know he did I know, I know he did but he was still he's still smoking everybody's into the vapes now but no George he's still like he's flagged by all accounts <laughs> I, I grew up I grew up in uh, Mount Florida that's where I grew up and having three days to a 20 pack each all the time well see the <laughs> see the high see the high flats in Mount Florida right across for Hamden there's a pub called which I'm sure most people watching will know it's called the Florida Park Right. Um, I can't mind if it's always been called. I can't mind if that's what it was called when I was younger. But my mom went for a night out one night, and she went into the Florida Park, and there was Alberts and the rest of the Rangers team. This is when, it, obviously, when they played for Rangers, and all he did all night was sit at the bar and smoke. That's all he done. He was a, a heavy smoker back then. Um, well, that was a long time ago, smoking inside the boozer. Well, aye, aye, it was a long time ago. Do you ever remember in the boozers when, like, I was, I was obviously just about at the age to drink, I think, when they brought the smoking ban in. So I remember going into, into the pubs and that, and it would just be big smoke rings above your heat. Do you remember that? Oh, it was, 
brilliant man. Uh, absolutely. He's your specs when you were them. He walked in for the call. Nobody knew your specs have teamed up because it's small, but now you can't hide it. I've never wore specs, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, James, the second part of that comment, can we get a player like him again? We couldn't afford George Alberts now, James, could we? Never. No, I don't think we could. Maybe it's even at 53, mate. I'd take him ahead of Lammers any day of the week as well, mate. <laughs> He was it, and the thing, the thing about Big George was he was actually quicker than folk realised. I mean, he wasn't the fastest. Don't get me wrong, but he was quicker than than. than the big legs are all though, mate. But I mean, for everybody, the stride that he used to take used to cover people's maybe four or five strides, man. That they would talk. He would. He was just. He was the goals against Celtic, mate. Alone, the man at Park Keep, mate, sent us into the semi. Uh, sorry, into the final, where he beats it, and then he does it the following week again at Ibrooks. It was just. The guy just oozed class. There was just something about him, mate. That, but I always think that left footers are all, always look more classier, though. Um, as, uh, uh, football players, you know, you David Cooper. I'm left-footed. So that just, uh, I mean, that just proves that I look classy. Class. But Big George, man, he was a he was a great big player, man. He's and as Kerr was saying, mate, you knew any free kick for 30 yards, mate, he was having a smashy goal for you. If he didn't score, mate, he was taking somebody out in the ball anyway, so... Or he was knocking, or he was knocking somebody's teeth foot and getting a penalty for it, which was just as oh, funny. Brilliant. Um, brilliant. I I'm not sure if this is a wind up, but apparently we've got Robert in Glasgow. Um, Robert, how you doing? I'm okay, lads. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, buddy. Not too bad, buddy. <laughs> um, my producers wrote, uh, wrote, "Stop messing. We need Shankland." Yes, I definitely think we need Shankland. So you don't you what don't do you think, you, think the you, you, is picking up, but what do you think? So you don't you, you think if we don't sign Shanklin we don't win the league? Well it's it's Destas is doing all right. We, we, still, we still could, but we need another striker. I mean uh, I mean Kieran, um I've kind of I've, I've got to agree, right? Um whether it's Shankland or whether it's somebody else, I'm not I'm not particularly sure because we're just all going in the assumption that Clement won't want Shankland, right? Um, but I, I do have to agree with Robert that, you know, we do need another striker. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do agree with Shankland. He knows the league. He's scored against all these teams. He knows the conditions. He knows what he's going to be playing against. And he can handle 55,000 people. <laughs> Shit. I'm sitting there laughing. I thought I'd done something there. Um, just ignore no. them. Ignore them. They're, ch- they're children. No, I, I agree. I want Shankland. Personally, I want Shankland. I think that he'd be a good fit for us. And I think that without him, maybe he's not going to guarantee that we win the league. But I think we certainly do need a striker to challenge Dessels. I don't think the contributions he makes per game is going to win us the league. But somebody like Shankland, I think they're guaranteeing a lot more goals in there. And Robert, how do you feel then about the players that we're being linked with? Obviously, young players, South American players. Do you like the way that the club are starting to approach transfers now? Yeah, it's a lot better now because you're getting younger players and you can get them for a good bit of money and sell them for more money. That's the way we should be going with Rangers. Does that no then go against us getting Shankland in, if that's the way the club's going to go? Or do you think it's a case of, well, not every player can be brought in to be sold? Yeah, but Shankman knows Scottish football, so 
he'd be good at putting goals in for us. Ah, well, I mean, I, that, that, that's, a, that's a given. Um, I tend to agree. Um, Robert, thank you so, so much for the call, buddy. Make sure you phone in again. Um, much appreciated. Do we, do, do we sit around here? Do, do we think that the manager's actually interested in Lawrence Shankland? Because that's all I've been hearing is Shankland this and Shankland that. And see, I'm always, care. I'm always of the opinion that players that you're continually linked with, how do you keep continually linked with them with different managers? If you know, we're sitting here with the assumption that Clement's interested in them. I'm still waiting, Alan. So I'm signing my rose link to him. And we'll be still at some points as well. I just think Lawrence is putting, he's putting Scotland, he's scoring goals up here. Rangers fans quite like him because he's a Rangers fan as a kid. So it's like he's scoring goals. You know, he would want to play with us and we need goals to win stuff. And you see something in your doorstep because you like to bring in some Scottish players as well. And I think it just, the media have said it, the media have said it as well, haven't they? Some papers have said it, some journalists have said it. So I think everybody's either getting down to it and make five or we are interested. I mean, by all accounts, we were, but I don't know if the value it's an issue, Martin, because if he's only getting a certain amount to spend, he's having to move other players about in the squad to try and make, a, make room for us to come in, like maybe moving Sabentes away. There's always all this talk about Lidvan still going, will he go, will he not go? We don't know, but just to bring others in. So it's quite a lot to bring Shetland in for that money. I know Lawrence wages aren't as big as maybe other players in our squad, but it's some money. And the Hearts have got every right to ask for that money because he's their player. And without him, they might not get into Europe. Or they might not, do you know what I mean? So they've got every right to do that. But I don't know. I would like to see him at Rangers just to see what he could do because I think he's where he's always wanted to play. Obviously, we all do as well, but he's got a slight chance better than us. So I'd like to see him just to see if he could score the goals with us. But we all know he could come to Rangers and freeze. And after three or four weeks, everybody's in this boy shout he's not good enough. Because that's what happens when you're a football fan. But <laughs> No, listen, listen. <laughs> I want to play for Rangers and play up front, right? But I struggle to get off the couch, right? So it's not just a case of wanting, it's a case of you have to be good enough. And maybe he is, maybe he isn't, I don't know. Right, very, very quickly... 01416287237. You'll be the final caller on the show. If you phone now, you'll get straight through. Robert will take the call and he'll get you onto the show. Right, James. We've been we've been what's the word I'm looking for? Um Hefty. We've been linked with Hefty or Hefe. I don't I don't know how to pronounce his name. Right. Um young Brazilian. That would mean we've got two Brazilians in the team. Left James, back. James loves a Brazilian, I heard. James does. James does. James does. Every Thursday. Every Thursday. Um, so, yeah, another Brazilian in the team, a left back, right? Now, it's not, this hasn't been linked as a, a, a young player that's going to come in and play for the B team for a few years, etc. Blah, blah, blah. This is somebody coming into the first team who might not necessarily be a starter every week, but he's at least coming to be on the bench and be a bit of a rotation player, right? So, James, that means that we would then have three left-backs. We would have Borna Barisic, Redvan Yilmaz and Hefe. Right? So you can see where my, my, my point's going here, James, right? As I, as I wait for somebody to phone 01416287237 to get on the show. Um, if that's the case and we're linked to him when he comes in, James, at the end of the transfer window, who's going to be the left-backs at our football club? 
Uh, well, I've done it for a wee while. I still think Borno's going to get a new contract. I've said it for I've said it for a few weeks now that, and I think Ridvan will unfortunately leave as much. I think the boys starting to come onto a game now, just at the probably the wrong time. Somebody's going to come in and take the take the boy away. Although for me, I would let uh, Borna go and keep uh, Ridvan. I think obviously as obviously Kerr was saying earlier on, you can only sell the players that people that are interested in buying off you. So unfortunately I think it's gonna be Ridvan out the door and we'll be left with Bonner and Heffy. I think that would be a massive mistake, Kieran. And I'll and I'll tell you why. Um Yelmaz has started to come on to a game and I and I get he's had injury problems in the past. Right? But if we bring in this new boy, twenty years old, probably never even heard of Scotland, right? He's coming into our league. He's definitely going to need time to settle. Somebody put it in the comments that Brazilians coming into Scotland don't exactly have the best track record, right? Now, if we then sell Yilmaz for whatever we sell him for, and it's Borna and this young boy, I'm not comfortable finishing with day two for the rest of the season. That, that just It doesn't fill me with confidence. Whereas Yilmaz is playing well. He's only going to get better. He's still young. I would, I would rather have two fat and hungry young left-backs than have Borner. Aye, so personally, I don't want Borner to get a new contract. I think he's been a great servant to the club the time he's been here, but the last couple of seasons, he's not offered as much as he did previously. Aye, he's getting a bit older, but all Borner's got now is crossing. He's got a really good cross, but whenever somebody comes to him, he turns and passes it the other way. It just seems to be a running theme that Borner, he'll either put a fantastic cross in, like for the, the cup final. He beats his man, plays a great ball in, and Tav gets the goal. But he's not doing it consistently enough. I just think that, I personally think Borner's time's up. It'd be silly to sell, uh, sell excuse me, <laughs> it would be silly to sell Yilmaz in this window. Like say that said, <laughs> I can't know going to say that as well. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. Um, no, I, I think that if we sold Yilmaz in this window, <laughs> I think that we're making a mistake. If Hefe comes in and he can't settle, or for some reason he just can't get going, or he's not what we're making him out to be, and then we are stuck with Borna, I feel like we're then going back to square one. Uh, listen, that, he, Kieran's pretty much copied what I said, Kier, but um, that's my firm belief as well. Your firm belief, Martin, is we don't know what happened till the end of the transfer. Oh, here we go, man. We care. And <sighs> you never have to work with assumptions. We care. You never have to work with assumptions. We care. Listen, we all want Red Band to stay, but I think there's too much smoke in Middles Red Band, and I don't know what's happening. We don't know. I mean, by all accounts, papers are reporting. He does fancy a move to Gartas, and I know people saying he doesn't. So if you don't really know what's happening, listen, I hope he does stay and I hope Borner's the one that eventually does go because I think Ridvan's shown the last few games what he can offer. Especially Goli took that night against Hibs was a superb finish and I think the more there's more the guy can do in the first team. And I think he's enjoying playing with us, but you just don't know what's happening behind the scenes. I don't know if he'd like to go back to Galatasaray. That must, be, that must be a big draw for him, Martin. He's Turkish and one of the biggest no, clubs. Right, no, right. Here we go. Right, we rant. No, I rant. Right, no, I rant. Just don't rant, man. Hear me out. Right, there's loads of people online 
there's loads of newspapers, there's loads of people on Twitter who, and not everybody, but the people who I'm talking about, I would imagine they know who they are, spouting nonsense, pretending they're in the know, pretending they know this, pretending they know that, and then it always, not always, but it sometimes turns out they're talking absolute mints when they're talking about the sources that they've got. Right? There's too many of these idiots on Twitter. Right? There's too many of these people pretending they're in the know so people will follow them and like them and retweet their stuff. Right? Nobody really knows what the hell's going on right now. Right? People are just surmising and guessing. At least we've got the, the honesty on here to say that we don't know. We don't. Um, but there's people out there. I mean, see, the only, the only people, to my knowledge, right, who really know what's going on at Rangers is heart and hand. And that's because they go to the club and ask and they just report back what the club tell them. There's other people out there who just make up nonsense um, about our football club. And it's not even fan media. Um, it's people who pretend to be fan media. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's the thing that frustrates me, Kev. We don't know what's going on. We can only surmise. We don't. We can only surmise and that's what we're doing. So we all hope Red Bank stays after Thursday's window shuts because it has been the first, isn't it? So we hope he stays and... We bring this guy in, he learns from Midvan and maybe Borner's the one that does I don't think Borner will get a contract. I think we're trying to bring these guys to the squad down as well. I think that's what Clermont's going to do. I think it would be silly giving Borner a new deal, even if it was just a year, unless we give him a year's deal to sell. That was the only reason I can see, but I don't think he should be getting one. I think we should let him go and he can go somewhere else to apply his trade and get a contract for himself. Listen, he's been a good servant for us, but I think it's time we moved on. He's not the only player, right? and I think there's a few players still left whereas it's been about for a while. So, but Bank Burners, seem, we've seen his best, and I think he deserves a new challenge, and so do we. I know. And look, Gilmaz might go. He might not go. We don't know. Um, there's been loads of reports linking Sifuentes with a move as well back to Turkey. We don't really know what's going on there. Um, we'll need to wait and find out what's happening in the coming days. Everybody, stop putting in who you think I'm talking about because you know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say it because it will get clipped up um, and put out there. And, I, and you know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, but there we go. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Keir. Thank you, James. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you, everybody who phoned in. It was a really busy phone-in. Um, it, it makes it worth it. It makes it all worthwhile. So please, on a Monday, keep phoning in, folks. A massive thank you to Robert as well in the background for dealing with the calls. Um, thank you to everybody who put in a super chat. Your support is is all phenomenal. It's phenomenal and mind-blowing. And we'll be possibly back. I don't know if we're going to have a transfer special. Um, maybe we will, maybe we won't. I'm going to see if I can get that sorted. If not, we'll be back on Friday for just one normal Friday night pod. And then, of course, we're back at the weekend for our build-ups. And we are uh, and our reactions. I'm not saying who I'm talking about, right? Um, so yeah, thank you everybody for watching. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, your support is always is loved and adored. So thank you very much, and we'll speak to you again very very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com.
Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.